Michael Sims, if you were to give your art a gift, what would you give it? I'm not, naturally not a very good gift giver. Are you not a good gift giver? Yeah, I feel like I spend hours sort of walking around aimlessly in shops trying to find the perfect gift for someone and I put all this pressure on myself that it has to be something very special and very meaningful. <laughs> because that's how much your art means to you. It, yeah, yes. it has to be something very special. first notice your art? It was something that I guess was always just there in my life. Yeah, I don't think there was any, ever a moment where it just sort of was something that I noticed. It just was there. And drawing and painting was always just part of my life when I was, yeah, as far as I can remember. And it was probably more other people that kind of noticed something and encouraged me. What were those interactions? Was it that someone would look at your work and go, wow, okay, you, you've got something here? Um, it was probably more just like parents and teachers and other students at, at school that would sort of, um, I guess always, I felt like I would get a little bit of interest from them about what I was doing and being able to get a likeness when I was doing portraits of people. So that was always something that I got a lot of positive reinforcement um, when I was doing that, but also, um, yeah, I think I was just one of those kids that could spend a lot of time just on their own drawing and didn't really need to be occupied by other people and sort of running around and, you know, seeking out all this other stimulation. I could just kind of sit and draw and that was often enough for me. So I think that just gave you that, I don't know, some hours of experience or something. Yeah. When did you know you had committed to your art? I guess it wasn't really like a, a single moment in time where I realised, you know, that I was going to be an artist per se, but it was just this very sort of um, long kind of drawn out process of feeling like it was something that was so part of who I was and so integral to my being. Um, but I never really thought it was something that I could take beyond just an interest and a, and a hobby. Yeah, I think it was probably um, when I started to explore other areas and I did a degree in psychology. So that was, I guess, me thinking I need to have a, a real job, a serious career where I can kind of like follow this, you know, um, very clear career path. And it's probably something during that time when I was almost suppressing a lot of that creative energy that I had um, that I realized you know, I couldn't go down that sort of scientific path. I had to really, you know, I, I was just always drawing in any spare time that I had. It was almost like a, a coping mechanism for all of the sort of complex feelings that we have at those times in our lives. And, and then it was, um, yeah, it was almost like I, I just had to keep doing it. And then I couldn't suppress it any longer and it just sort of started to slowly take over my life. So it was yeah. like a gradual committing. Yeah, yes. Would you say you're fully committed now? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I guess it's always been something that I knew was there that I was like, I, I, it was an unwavering part of my life, but it was just, <clears throat> yeah, kind of letting it take over everything was this slow, it was almost like this sort of addiction that was just there that slowly took over everything. Have you had to give anything up in that fully committing? Yeah, I think it's hard because, you know, I, 
I always had a lot of other interests. Like I've been really interested in music as well, and and had that real passion there that I guess is connected to my art practice still in some ways. But I, you know, I felt like I couldn't really invest the time into that area if I wanted to continue developing my creative practice. So yeah, I think it's still really nice to have you know that ability to still play piano because um I was gonna say there's a piano in your studio at the moment yeah like Jones has left there do you ever like hop on and yeah it's, play? it's been really amazing to have like that access to a piano in that my painting space because yeah. usually they're quite separate yes um so it's been really nice to sort of reconnect with my interest in music and sort of um you know, feel that connection between music and uh, making art as well, yeah. because there often been these kind of separate things in my life. Um, but I think it's been nice with music to have something that is like a, a creative practice that is is just for me. Like I'm not really mm. thinking about it, about the audience so much. I'm not really sort of sharing it with other people. And it's just something that I do for myself. And I think that's been a really nice and rewarding um yeah how special how, yeah. yeah really special something i'm very thankful of that yeah. i have that particularly yeah. with portraiture work as well because when you put portraiture work out into the world and you paint i've seen beautiful portraits of yours of people oh, that you. you know so when you are putting recognizable portraiture out it's not that you're painting your dad and maybe the world doesn't necessarily know your, your yeah. dad or your aunt but they're recognisable figures. I can imagine there is that pressure of, yeah. does the portraiture look like the person? And um, so yes, to have that music aspect of your life that is just for you and just for you to connect in with, I can imagine that's very special. Yeah, definitely. What's the craziest thing you've done for your art? I think just like being an artist is something that feels crazy to me because it was never, as I was saying before, like it's never something that I really ever um, thought I would, would actually do. Like it was just this interest that was there and then it kind of slowly took over everything. Um, and so I have these moments in my life now where I'm thinking, this is crazy that I'm actually doing this. And I think, you know, particularly when I was in, you know, the earlier stages of exhibiting my work, there was often, you know, a lot of challenges with logistics. I didn't really understand how to get things to and from places. And I just remember having an opportunity to exhibit work interstate and thinking, I'll fly over with all of the work myself. And, you know, I stacked all of these paintings into this box, like a sort of Tetris kind of thing. And then, you know, checked in the oversized baggage at the airport and it was, you know, I was thinking, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. But then I sort of realized it was this really awkward, cumbersome box that was, like a really awkward size to carry. So when I would try to carry it, it would sort of obscure my view. And then I'd, I'd either have to carry it like that or sort of drag it on the ground. And I was trying to save money. And rather than getting an Uber, I was trying to get the train and the bus. Oh and God, I just oh remember God. sort of carrying this huge box that was whacking into people, whacking into corners constantly and thinking every time that was happening that I was like damaging another artwork somehow. Um, and it, and then I sort of arrived at the, the gallery and was trying to sort of present that it was all very sort of calm and it's fine, but having this sort of very, um, yeah, awkward experience getting the work to and from places. Yeah. 
Um, Did everything arrive okay? Everything arrived okay, <laughs> but I just sort of realized now it is so much easier just to organize couriers. But I think, um, yeah, but at that stage, I was I was trying to do what I could to save money. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's very understandable. And like yeah. you say, until you don't know unless you know. Right? Yeah. So there's not some guidebook that goes yeah save yourself the anxiety pay the 200 dollars or whatever you know like, yeah have you ever fallen out of love with your art no i think it's something that's like always yeah it's always been there it's always been something that i just needed to to do and i think it's almost like you know if when you meet someone that you know is that it's just it's just there the yeah. connection's just there yeah and i've never had to worry about I don't know. It's it's something that has um, yeah. It's so deeply part of who I am. But I think the problems have been the the external factors. You know, allowing enough time to for it to grow, and having the circumstances in your life that allow you to develop it. Because it's hard to find that time sometimes, and to to sort of hone your energy and focus into your practice when there's a lot of other things going on in the world. So I think that's been the biggest challenge, but there's always been this sort of core love for it, I guess, and this core passion. Yeah. yeah. So you've never cheated on your art? I would just, I would say it's more of an open relationship. <laughs> we have an understanding. Yeah, we have an understanding. They're happy for me to go and experience other things, yeah. but they know that there's no threat to their Yes, they their are practice. always number one. They yeah. Are. How do you woo your art to get back in touch with it? Well, again, I think it's something that I haven't had to, I, I, because that love's always been there. Um, I haven't had to do too many things to try to sort of like, I, I feel like there's no shortage of ideas and things that I want to express and convey with my art, but it's been more just having to structure my life oh, so hard. that I can. So how do you do that? How do you like structure it to give it priority? Finding that structure is, is something that's always, I think a real challenge for any creative person because you're almost, you know, your days can end up quite shapeless sometimes. You know, you need to be, what I've found is effective for me is, is actually having a lot of, um, yeah, what I've found is very effective for me is actually like planning my days, planning my weeks, um, and actually designating big chunks of time where I'm just in the studio, where there's no other things happening around me. And when you're kind of just a little bit shapeless and getting distracted by a lot of other things that are coming and, and going, it can really affect your ability to get into that kind of like deep creative space, which is what energizes my creative practice. Yeah. And so I almost need to sort of shut out a lot of these other things that are going on. Understand that like, yes, you need to be replying to emails. You need to be going to events. You need to be um, supporting other artists and being there for other people in your life. But then making sure that I've designated certain amounts of time each week to just being in the studio, having the right music playing, having these things that will get me into that creative flow. Yeah. Um, because otherwise it's just all, you become untethered to it and it all becomes this sort of shapeless thing that's you really, it, and I've been in that place before where I feel like I'm just kind of not really connecting with my practice. Um, and I think it's because I've let too many of those other things kind of distract my days. Final question. What's your top tip for keeping the passion alive in the studio? 
Um, I'd say experimentation. Yeah. <laughs> Playing with like different mediums, um, different different tools that you can kind of use to um, to to try new things. And I think for me, like a big part of what energizes my creative practice is also consuming other art forms. So live music is a massive one. Um, you know, going to the movies, seeing, seeing things where like faces and bodies and people are lit really beautifully. It kind of sparks so many ideas for my own practice. So that's something that I find if I'm ever feeling like a little bit sort of uninspired, uh, like I don't quite know where I'm going with things, I find consuming as much other sort of art is, is something that just fills me up. And then I'm able to sort of channel that back through into my paintings. Yeah. Um, yeah. Michael, thank you so much for joining us on Two Red Chairs. My pleasure.